Welcome to Madison City Channel's Know Your Candidate Interviews, co-sponsored by the League of Women Voters of Dane County. I'm your interviewer, Shell Gross, and I would like to introduce Jimmy Anderson running for the State Assembly in District 47. As we begin, please tell our viewers what educational, occupational, and civic experiences you have that qualify you for this office, including your experience working with diverse communities. Of course, I think that's a great place to start. Thank you so much for having me, Michelle. Uh, well, I am uh, the current state representative for the 47th Assembly District. I am uh, now uh, auditioning for my fourth term, I believe. I can't believe it's gone so fast. Uh, but uh, I've really enjoyed my time in the state legislature, uh, working on committees that deal with issues around uh, uh, healthcare around uh, environmental issues and uh, things dealing with higher education and technology. Uh, these are all uh, committees that I've worked on the entire time I've been in the legislature and deal with issues that I'm very passionate about. Uh, before this, I uh, worked at, uh, I actually started a nonprofit to help victims of drunk driving. Uh, and before that, I was a lawyer. Uh, um, but I would say that when it comes to particularly working with uh, communities from diverse backgrounds. I think I've really gotten a really great experience at the legislature, um, being able to work with uh, groups like Central Hispano, which is in my district, uh, being able to work with, uh, I mean, the list could go on and on, and I know that we want to keep these uh, introductions short, but uh, being in the legislature, again, just exposes you to so many different groups from, so, with so many different issues, and I've been uh, happy to work with all of them to try to uh, move forward their agenda. Thank you. What specific changes would you support to ensure voters are able to cast their ballots and have confidence in the outcomes of our elections? And what experiences have you had with election administration that inform your response? Yeah, I, I think that this is an incredibly important issue. Uh, I, I have a, a long philosophical thought that maybe we can say for a, a more broader conversation, but um, when it comes to specific pieces of legislation, I think we need to find ways to allow people to vote from a home. Being able to vote by mail, I think is incredibly important. Uh, I think we've all seen, particularly uh, for disabled individuals myself, I think that there have been many policies being pushed by my Republican colleagues that would make it uh, uh, darn near impossible for people like myself to be able to vote uh, in elections. And I just don't think that the way forward is through disenfranchising people. I think we need to try to get more people into the fray, more people caring about politics, more people want, wanting and willing to vote. So making it easier for people to vote, making it more accessible. Um, and I, I think that the only thing that's really um, causing people to mistrust our voting systems are people that have a nefarious intent to try to sow distrust in it in itself. Our voting systems are incredibly safe. I think that you're more likely to get struck by lightning twice in a row than you are to see voter fraud and even uh, the like a level of voter fraud that could actually sway even an election as small as the state assembly race has never been seen in, in American politics. Maybe outside of, I would say there was one race in North Carolina where a Republican was harvesting votes, votes, but he was caught because of the systems already in place that protect our voting system. So I think that the only thing that's eroding trust is my Republican colleagues claiming that there's something wrong when there really nothing is. Do you think Wisconsinites have adequate access to affordable health care services 
including reproductive health and abortion care, what should be the legislature's role? Yeah, I, I mean, healthcare was the reason why I got uh, involved, like why I, why I decided to run for office. Um, I, after my accident, uh, my health insurance tried to kick me off my plan because after a spinal fusion surgery, I reached my lifetime maximums. And uh, days later, it was the Affordable Care Act passed by Democrats that got rid of those lifetime maximums and allowed me to stay in my health insurance plan. And it quite literally saved my life. Now, I think the ACA is a great first step, but we need to be doing so much more to improve healthcare. I've introduced many pieces of legislation that would, uh, for example, make it easier for people that currently are uninsured to get access in emergency rooms that doesn't uh, saddle them with debt for the rest of their lives. Uh, I wanna make changes to the medical debt system itself to make sure that people aren't being hounded and pestered by debt collectors. Um, I think that we need to be able to do more to expand voucher care, which I think is something that my democratic colleagues and I have been uh, extolling time and time again. Not only would it provide uh, uh, health care to more health insurance to more individuals, but it would actually lower the insurance rate for everyone else across the state. So, you know, we would bring money to the state, it would insure more people and make it health insurance cheaper for everyone. I don't see the downside of that. And just to touch quickly, I, I think that the most recent decision on Roe v. Wade, I think uh, losing Roe v. Wade uh, says for itself what Republicans want to do when it comes to abortion. I mean, right now we could see uh, a young woman as young as 14, if she could be raped by a family member and pregnant, she might be forced to carry that child to term. And I don't think that that is sane in any frame of mind. And I think that the vast majority of voters in the state of Wisconsin nationwide agree with that. We need to uh, codify the, uh, the tenants of Roe v. Wade at state and federal level. What do you think is required to improve outcomes for students in public schools, including those with disabilities? As a legislator, what would you do to advance these measures? Yeah, it, it, the I have heard from school districts uh, near my district and across the state that uh, the accesses for disabled students are slim to none sometimes, and that we are seeing so many individuals with special or with disabilities not being able to get access to the uh, level of care of education, of coordination, of supplies. Uh, it is unfathomable that we live in this current day and age and we can't find enough empathy in our hearts to be able to find ways to provide individuals with disabilities the tools they need to be successful members of society. Um, now, I, I think that I, as many schools will tell you, the, the will is there, there's just not the money. We absolutely need to be doing more to fund education in our state. Uh, I think that you know teacher pay is too low, so it's difficult to keep students or teachers, particularly in rural districts, uh, there. Um, they're being attracted outside of the state, and so without more teacher pay, we wouldn't see. But if we did something like increase teacher pay, I think we would see a lot of the the slack in that area kind of loosen up. Uh, we often hear teachers having to buy their own supplies for their students. Uh, I think that that's crazy that we can't sit there and find a way to provide simple things like pencils and rulers and tape and, and markers for the teachers and the students themselves. And by increasing funding, we can do the, 
the small things that I remember back when I was in high school, I was a bit of a scamp. Uh, it was the after-school activities that helped keep me in line, being able to play sports, being able to go to after-school programs. Um, I, a teacher was pivotal in my life as not just a teacher, but a coach who kept me on the straight and narrow and ultimately helped me get to where I am today. So none of that happens without additional funding. And I think that we can't have those other conversations that we talk about money first. What specific strategies do you support for ensuring clean water for all Wisconsinites? Yeah, I, I think that we've seen most recently with uh, PFAS dealing with um, our water systems here in the Madison area, but statewide, uh, I think that we, if I remember correctly, we're like 15,000 times over the limit recommended currently set by the EPA. Uh, that sounds incredibly unhealthy. So I think that we need to, uh, I think there's gonna be federal money that's gonna be made available to help fix our water systems, but that's something that we're gonna have to be ready for and put into place as soon as possible because these are cancer causing uh, agents that are in our water system. This is something that we should take our time or dawdle about. So we need to be very serious about implementing a serious plan as soon as we get that money. Um, and that means working with our uh, water uh, professionals and uh, people at the municipal level to better understand where that money should be spent, how it should be spent. But broader than that, uh, we've obviously been dealing with issues around CAFOs putting too much nitrogen in our water, causing algae blooms in our lakes, in the, especially in my district. Uh, we need to find ways to better control that flow of water and ensure that that um, the activities that aren't happening in our agricultural fields are not spoiling the water systems for the rest of us. What legislation would you support to see that guns no longer get into the hands of those who would ha do harm with them? It, it honestly, uh, having grown up in high school at a time when Columbine occurred to seeing Sandy Hook to now seeing Uvalde and the inaction on the, the part of my Republican colleagues has been heartbreaking. These are children being shot with AR-15s. In Uvalde, some of these kids were so badly injured that they couldn't be identified. Uh, having parents take DNA tests in order to match their uh, with their with their children that they've just lost is a heartbreak that I just, I, I struggle to imagine. Uh, we need to be making sure that guns are not being kept in the hands of people that are not mature enough to handle them. We can't say someone can have a beer. I don't know why it isn't safe for them to have an AR-15. Uh, I, I think that we need to be doing a lot more to ensure that people have, uh, that their guns are safely kept, that they uh, have um, insurance on these weapons. I, and I also believe that we should be doing more to ensure that um, uh, the background checks being done on these weapons are thorough and secure for every weapon, no matter how or when they're being transferred or sold. Um, I think that I, as I'm sure I'm leaving a few other policies for my Democratic colleagues off the table, but we've offered a plethora of ideas that I think could be really successful. What opportunities do you see to work across the aisle on issues important to your constituents? Yeah, it, this is um, the, the question of our time, right? Like, how do we bridge that divide? Because it can be tough. Um, from, I will say that um, 
time and effort are need to be um, put into place, I guess is the best way to put it by both sides. Um, I know that I've made a, a few friends in the legislature and that my years of service has actually been a, a, a boon to that, right? I've been able to get to know people on a one-on-one -on -one level. Uh, I have a, uh, a bill that I've been trying to get through that deals with spinal cord uh, injury research. And uh, I've managed to get some Republican colleagues to join in that bill. And, you know, I've been able to get my other, uh, I work with a really wonderful group of uh, people with spinal cord injuries that meet with people and they've been able to go into these offices and make these relationships. And I've been able to kind of foster that and add a little bit of lubrication to make sure to see, see if this bill can finally get through. And so it really just takes the time and effort and the willingness to go and talk to people that are dissimilar to yourself. Um, I just hope that more legislators take the time to do it. What would you like to say to the viewing audience as we complete this interview, including any priorities that have not yet been identified? Yeah, I, I guess um, I will say that I, I hope that I've earned your trust over these years and that I've shown to be a, uh, a competent and, and caring person as their state legislator. But I think the most important thing, and it touches a little bit on that philosophical point that we touched on earlier, is that I think that our most lacking resource in our country today is trust. When you go to the doctor and the doctor tells you that you have cancer and this is how we're going to treat it, we trust that individual to be able to care for us appropriately. And not only, but not only do we trust that individual, but the institutions that made that individual she went to, to a medical school that we felt we funded and we, we've created. She works with the pharmaceutical industry that while I have made mistakes in the past, works with a lot of competent, smart scientists in order to help that person, in order to ultimately help you. And I think that we need to start beginning to trust our institutions a little bit more. Question them, yes, but don't just sit there and don't believe them simply because they're an institution that you may be in opposition to. You have to maintain at least a somewhat of an open mind. Otherwise, I don't know how we're going to get out of this alive together. I want to thank Jimmy for speaking with us and the viewing audience for taking the time to know your candidates. I want to remind everyone that election day for those candidates involved in a primary is Tuesday, August 9th, and that the fall election is on Tuesday, November 8th. As with every election, please vote. On behalf of Madison City Channel and the League of Women Voters of Dane County, thank you for joining us.